Welcome to Perspectives. I am your host of the hour, David Howard. God bless each of you. I pray that you had a wonderful week, and my hope is that today's message finds each of you well. Thank you for listening, as I am forever grateful for this occasion to minister to each of you. My desire is that the words I share touch your heart and meet you right where you are at this very moment. Be encouraged and know that no matter where you are or what you may be going through, Jesus loves you. Be blessed and may God continue to cover you in his bountiful grace and mercy. Before we begin this morning's podcast, I would like to ask and say a special prayer for a beloved friend of mine named Dick Williams. I had a chance to visit with he and his family this week. However, his health has suddenly taken a negative turn. Today's scriptures come from the book of Jonah, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, and the book of Psalms chapter 121 verses 1 through 8. Today's message has only two scriptures as they are used to address our needs in times of trouble, hardship, turmoil, or when we have absolutely made a mess of everything. They are Jonah's prayer found in chapter 2 and the 121st Psalm, both upon which we can cast our eternal hope knowing that God, even if the world passes us by, can see and deliver us therein. Suppose you were on the ship with Jonah when the boat was tossed by the wind and the waves. Imagine finding him sound asleep while everyone else is struggling to stay afloat. What do you picture Jonah was saying within himself when the sailors cast him into the sea? I can guarantee that he did not say either hallelujah or praise the Lord, but I am sure no matter what language at the time, he said within himself, I have certainly messed this up. Eager to die and be forgotten into the depths of the sea, rather than doing what God had decreed for him to do, only to be swallowed by a whole giant fish in which God long prepared for this day. He remains therein for three insufferable days. Jonah was not having a good time eating cookies and drinking tea. The depths of the sea and the darkness that surrounded him were endless and he was tossed about by the waves as the fish swam to the ocean deep. Scripture does not precisely say when or if immediately Jonah cried out, But I suppose like us, whenever trouble finds us, we first try to resolve it on our own, only to realize that we have taken an already unpleasant situation and made it significantly worse. Nevertheless, after hearing his prayer and the sincerity of his plea, his cry for help from the depths of the ocean, God heard and answered his prayer. Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. 
If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. Psalm 139 verses 7 through 8. Often because of our transgressions, because they are so immense, God uses the extreme to get our attention and to save us out of the agony of our brokenness and being brought to our knees so that we are always reminiscent of such so that we are by no means able to proclaim unto ourselves any measure of God's faithfulness and promises through the show of his grace and mercy. My pastor in Chicago has a familiar saying that he says quite often, and it goes like this. It says, going too far, stayed too long, and can't get back. I believe that's a situation that a lot of us find ourselves in, and Jonah, like us, has done the same. Today's podcast is simply titled, I messed up. In Jonah chapter 2 verses 1 through 10, it reads as we listen to Jonah's prayer and remember to do likewise as we seek God's help and presence. And it reads as such, from inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the current swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down, the earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought my life up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah on dry land. We often treat the biblical story of Jonah as an innocent child's story. But I am afraid that nothing could be further from the truth. For it speaks directly to us in our response when God pulls upon the reins of our heart and we find ourselves alone in a forsaken land far from the shores of our own safety and familiarity in which the situation can only be solely addressed with the help and comfort of an omnipotent God. Even when we spent a lifetime running from him, he alone can draw us near. How many of us are familiar with the phrase, I messed up? A circumstance or a situation in which we have made a mistake in judgment or caused grievous harm to someone else. How many of us have found ourselves uttering those words to someone else or to God? It is not always something major such as washing white and colored clothes together 
and suddenly they turn pink. However, it could be as serious as having one last drink, but it was one too many. Or we wanted to experience something just once. Everybody is doing it only to discover that it permanently vexed our soul. Sometimes we want the last word, always wanting to win, but sudden loss leaves us unable to say something as simple as, I'm sorry, or unable to take anything back. Our own words haunt us. Our slander and cursings now abide for an eternity. I messed up. We believe we have forever to make right what we are unwilling to fix. We ever so often find ourselves moving before God when he has warned and told and demonstrated to us that he alone is able to rightly fix the enduring nature of our suffering, our wrongs and humiliation. We cannot fix it. However, we are not alone as each of us struggle to get out of our own way. If we insist on being the pilot, holding fast to the controls, God is unable to take his rightful place in our lives, meaning we are likely to mess up a whole lot more. Referring once again to Jonah chapter two and verse seven, and it says, when my life was ebbing away, I remember you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you. As a young soldier, brand new to the army, I was introduced to a number of different programs, such as layaway in which you could place an item on hold forever. And then of course they had the deferred payment program, which was known as DPP, that permitted me to get a lot of expensive items without actually paying up front. And then of course, if I was hungry, there was this place that made some magnificent sandwiches that I could purchase on credit. That is free money, of course, right? And pay at the end of each month. I was living it up well beyond my means. I had absolutely everything and did not have to pay for it, at least not until later. No one told me anything different. However, it was all short-lived as my commander received a delinquency notice from all of my creditors saying that I had missed several payments, not by weeks, but by months. For those of you that are familiar, yes, I was writing hot checks all over the place without sufficient funds. I didn't just mess up. Adding an ING, I continued messing up because the behavior was persistent. Like Jonah, knowing we are wrong, but we do it anyway. We are that way with God sometimes. We know we are wrong, but our actions, our thoughts, our attitude, our heart, deciding to do what is for our own benefit rather than what God has pleaded and urged us to do. All I can do in that moment was shrug my shoulders and decree once again, I messed up. Life as we know it is imperfect and unpredictable for we all face a myriad of dilemmas that throw us entirely off track. Sometimes they are trials as God is trying to get us to grow and move in a new direction. At other times, it's because we've chosen to walk away 
from the way that God intended for us to go, such as Jonah. For some, recovery is swift without incident, while for others, the journey back is long and difficult, assuming we make it back at all. We all find ourselves there dealing with life's challenges, whether we experience something once, a fit of rage, broken trust, or if we have done it a thousand times before, despite our best efforts to avoid such. Of course, our messes in life can cripple and incapacitate us and debilitate us as we face the things in which Jonah faced as well. Our only hope rests in God. Anything else is inadequate. When Jonah was at his weakest and all of his strength was gone, we are reminded that that is when he remembered and, be and began to proclaim the goodness of the Lord. God can repair what is broken and restore what was taken. He can fix what was shattered and redeem with a price that no other could or was willing to pay. There is, however, a caveat. We must be still long enough to listen to what he is saying to us. By reading chapter one of Jonah, he was supposed to go to the city of Nineveh to deliver a message to the king and the people, to tell of their destruction akin to that of Sodom and Gomorrah. Jonah, however, had other plans and decided, like us quite often, to go the opposite direction in which God intended for him to go, refusing to do what God commanded, Yes, he, Jonah, already knew he messed up. When God answers our prayer from the belly of the fish in the depth of our own darkness, we must be and understand that this is not always what God has immediately meant to occur. Immediately, there are things that create perfect harmony, but it does not mean that those that we've caused the greatest harm by our words or our actions will find it easy to love us once again. It does not mean that materially our coffers will be filled to abundance or that the world around us will now view us through a different lens. For some, we will still be despised or looked upon with the utmost contempt because it was never ours to repair it was God's there is nevertheless one thing that is abundantly clear when God intervenes on our behalf like Jonah the objective is not necessarily our present condition but rather God moving us to a place where he can use us and we can spend the promise of eternity with him when we are going through and we cannot see our way when it feels as if God is far removed from our lives and we are no longer able to feel the presence of his spirit abiding with us, the words conveyed in Psalm chapter 121 gives us a measure of hope, something to embrace. And it reads as such, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. 
My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Are we a reflection of a loving Savior? the good shepherd, Jesus Christ? Or does the world view us according to universal standards of success and affluence? The Holy Spirit leads us to repentance and guides us through forgiveness. But for that to occur, we must surrender to God's persistent beckoning, giving space for him to fix the things within that perplex us so and cause the greatest harm. In closing, there are enough examples contained throughout scripture which serve to both edify and warn of God's patience, love, grace, and mercy, as well as his displeasure and judgment. Warnings in the case of Lot's wife as she looked back after leaving the city of Sodom. Judas' betrayal of Jesus after having been part of the Twelve. Forty years in the wilderness in which having been delivered from the bondage of Pharaoh in Egypt and having witnessed firsthand the mighty miracles of God, they still continue to complain, saying, Are there not enough graves in Egypt? Adam, after being forbidden, ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He and Eve being thrust out of the garden. And lastly, Peter's sorrow after doing exactly what Christ has said, denying knowing him three times before the cock crowed. No matter where we are, how much we have messed up or damaged, we have calls through. We can draw ourselves through repentance, through repentant heart. And God is able to intervene on our behalf. It does not matter how bad the situation looks from the outside. Simply put, God is able. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. If we have messed up for the 100th time or the 1,000th time, he is still able to deliver us from our woes. Those things that hold us tightly in bondage and keep us imprisoned in sin. Often it is not that we do not want to be free. We do not know how to free ourselves as the world persists to offer substitutes for God which are considered to be spiritual placebos. I am not afraid to say that I messed up plenty of times and my response to such is not always perfect, 
but I cling to an eternal hope in Jesus. Nobody but Jesus could ever offer such. Thank you for listening and sharing your time with me. I would love to hear your thoughts about today's podcast. You can respond by sending an email to howarddc42 at yahoo.com or text to the phone number from which you received today's episode. For those listening to me via Spotify, you can respond by leaving a message via the submitted link at https colon backslash backslash podcasters.spotify.com backslash pod backslash show backslash david66634 backslash message. God bless each of you and may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you until we meet again. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage.